On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get another win. Start the season 3-0. How did Luka do it? How the Mavericks do it without Kyrie? Derek Jones Jr., the breakout game. It's Halloween. We're dressed up. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager, the Locked On Podcast Network, where we let it ride. If you're watching on YouTube, one of us is dressed as a really sad Astros fan. Yep. And one of us is dressed like Isaac Harris <laughs> yes, with, my, with my beanie and my coat. <laughs> it was cold today. It was. Thanks, thanks for being part of the show. Make it locked on Mavs here. First listen every day. We're the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing that stood out to you in the Mavs win over the Grizzlies. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And joining me, as always on post games this season, from the Slightly Biased YouTube channel, it's Tim himself, Slightly Biased. What you got That's for me? me? Feeling good. Want to give a quick shout out here before we get going. Valley Sports, tremendous work tonight, guys. <laughs> the really people good. you employ are amazing. Your app is trash. Yeah, whenever the Slightly Biased sports media conglomerate takes over, <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> Is that what that's what Cuban's gonna buy out? Cuban's gonna buy out slightly biased and then he's <laughs> yeah. gonna put you on the streaming service. Yeah, and that's it is over be. for you, Bally. That's it. it. We're taking you down from the inside. Well, you got Dan, was, we are hey, we already got Dana. We already have a mole, so we can we can, we can take him down go. from the inside now. Starting, that's right. Starting with Dana. Hostile takeover. Oh man. Today's episode we'll get into the Mavericks win 125 to 110 against the Memphis Grizzlies. Three and oh for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Okay. Was, were you concerned about that one? We'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk about Luka Doncic. Luka magic is real, according to Derek Jones Jr. I agree with him. Speaking of, airplane mode goes off in this one. We'll talk about his game. I got to give Tim Hardaway Jr. credit. We'll talk about Maxi. We'll talk about more stuff. And I don't think I can do a whole show with this beanie on my head because it, it's too hot. Like, I don't know how Isaac does it. Every single show, he would, he would have a beanie on. It's just like. I don't know if I've worn a beanie more than twice in my life outside of, like, skiing. <laughs> I did the Which coat. I, really I, did, I did the coat and the beanie, and I just I don't know how he lives <laughs> in this climate and still does this. <laughs> I'm a big coat guy, even if it's not like inside my apartment. I'll wear a coat. A coat, just like full coat. I like, like to keep coat? my apartment 62. <laughs> 62. You're the people that Aircott come after us about. You're the one. That's right. I like to stay ready. Never. Oh man. Let's start here. The Dallas Mavericks get the win. Luka Doncic, 35 points, 12 boards, 12 assists. I mean. This guy, absolutely insane in this one. Six of 12 from three. He continues just to nail all of his threes. An incredible run we've got from Luka Doncic right now. And yeah. he looks like he's got more late in games too. It's not just that he's racking up a bunch of points early, which I think we saw last season. And then by the by clutch time, he doesn't have it, right? We saw him in this game score 11 of his points in the fourth quarter. Three assists, five rebounds. He played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter and he had it going. What do you think is the difference for Luca this year than Luca last year that we saw at the beginning of the year. Well, his conditioning is much, much improved. Like he just looks better. 
I mean, he looks much slimmer, just first and foremost. But his just conditioning looks better. I mean, like you said, fourth quarter of games, he's he's just locked in on both sides of the ball, which has been a much uh, a key improvement. And I want to say mentally, something has clicked because yeah. even um, you know, we, I I really haven't noticed too many possessions where he's yelling at the refs and not getting back. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know if someone like Grant Williams actually alleviates that. That's what I've seen some people suggesting. Because Grant Williams screams at the refs. So yes, he's like, oh, okay, I don't need to be screaming at the refs because Grant's I, doing it. I'm with you on that, though. And I've been saying this. And I said it to Grant Williams' face. I said, are you going to take a tech for Luca? And he looked at me on media day and said, I'm, Luca's going to have to take a tech for me. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm for that. And I think that Luca just wanted to feel like he had an advocate sometime. He wanted to yeah. feel like, am I the only, am I the crazy one here that everybody else thinks these reps are making awful calls and I'm the only one, right? Like he pleads with Jason Kidd sometimes. Like when I go to games and I sit there and I watch him during timeouts, he's like, he's like, plead, like looking at Jason Kidd, like say something, call something. So I do think there is something to the Grant Williams effect. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, if that's, if that's what it takes, then so be it. I'm cool <laughs> with it. But yeah. He, he just looks locked in. And I mean, it's a great shooting stretch, obviously, Amazing. which is kind of rare for Luca because it feels like he usually starts the season slow from three at least. And this is this is the level this guy's gotten to where 35, 12, and 12, yawn. the worst game of the season for him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yawn. Well, pretty comfortably the worst game of the season. We got, his, we got his stats right here for the season. 33 points, 13 boards, 10 assists in the first game against the Spurs. Yeah. 49, 10, and 7 against the Nets, and then 35, 12, and 12 in that one. His averages on the season in three games, 39 points, almost 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Just just a just a classy triple-double there for Luka so far. <laughs> well, I was joking earlier. Like, imagine you played three games. The only game you don't have a 30-point triple-double, you drop 49 points <laughs> in one of the most insane game-winning threes you'll ever see. He just like, decided, that's his start to the season. He just decided, I don't need those extra passes. I, I just, I'm just going to put it up a couple more times. Yeah, I'm just going to throw them up there. That's basically the decision he's making. But, yeah, I also think that his minute distribution, like they're taking him out in other moments. Like, usually he would play half the fourth quarter because he'd play all the third quarter, and he didn't. He mm -hmm. went out. In the third quarter, with like it was like a minute and a half, like minute forty-five left in the third quarter, but he still went out. He went out in the, you know, in the, the second quarter, uh, early in the first quarter. Like he went out different. Like it's been a different substitution pattern where he's getting multiple times of rest throughout the game and not just you know the two different times during the game that he would get rest. And I'm finding that I think he he has more like lift later in in you know in these games and. We saw it a lot in the in the Nets game, but his defense has also been fine too. Like he hasn't been hunted as much. It hasn't been such a big problem. Like it used to it, last year at the end of the season, it was glaring. He would just stand out. And yeah. this year we haven't seen it as much. No, yeah. I mean, he's just straight up been, I would even say good defensively to start the season. We'll how far, like, how, I, far would, how far will you go? I genuinely think he's been good. <laughs> like I, I don't, I wouldn't say great or anything like that, yeah. but he's been good. And like you said, like we saw in the Nets game, Mikel Bridges, they, they were trying to hunt him. Like yeah. they, they were made it a point of effort. They were going to go after. And I don't know if it worked a single time in the fourth quarter. Like they had to pass out and they had to lead to different shots. And, you know, there was some like plays in that game. Like Royce O'Neal hit a end of shot clock three off of a great defensive possession. You know, that stuff sucks. But I think the, the defense has been really good. I thought defensively the Mavericks as a team tonight were really, really solid. Uh, they gave up 36 in the first quarter, but nothing more than 25 the rest of the game in, in, in any quarter. And really against the Grizzlies – if Desmond Bain beats you, you failed. Like, that's really their only guy right now. <laughs> and they did a really great job of not letting him get any clean looks from three. Like, they did a really good job. And really good on him the second half, I thought, too, because the first half, it just felt like he was inevitable. Oh, when he comes in. And then 
he sat out the beginning of the second quarter and he sat out for the first like six minutes and they only scored six points without him. And I was like, okay, this is going to be what it is. When Desmond Bain comes in, they're going to score a bunch. And then when he's out, they're not going to score at all. And the Mavericks will have to just win those minutes when he's on the bench a lot. Yeah. And then I saw, I was thinking like, I'm talking about Desmond Bain here. The Mavericks yeah. really have, they have to really take control of that and figure that out. Uh, Jared Jackson Jr. had 30 in this one too. They really couldn't do a lot with him underneath which is not a good sign if you're going to play other bigs that are actually good at post-ups and actually yeah. good at like driving some of that kind of stuff like when they play Jokic in a couple of games I mean he's just gonna he's gonna eat he's gonna eat them <sighs> Jokic eats everyone though he does it's true but I mean it's gonna be it's gonna let be me, let great. me see what they look like against Vooch on that's, Wednesday that's the one I literally said that yesterday so I think that's the kind of the primer for Lively yeah. and for you know for Maxi and, and Paldas and Grant even to see how they handle that to then go play you know, Jokic the next game where you were this. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll say this real quick about Jaren's 30. I don't know. I didn't feel like he was killing us. Like I was cool. With, <laughs> I was cool with almost anything. Fraud, Jared Jackson was doing 30. offensively. It just, I was shocked to see he had 30. I mean, I, I know he had like a garbage time bucket at the end there, but I don't know. It just didn't feel like he was dominating. If that makes sense, even though his stats are nice, 30 points, 10 of 20, but it yep. wasn't ever like, Oh God, we're getting killed by Jaron Jackson. Yeah, it was efficient, right? Like he, you know, ten of twenty from the field. He hit three threes, seven and nine from the free from the free throw line. Like he was efficient in the game. But if I learned anything from watching Dirk Nowitzki, his, his you know the majority of his career, there are points and there are points and there are buckets, right? Like yeah. there, it's a different between. It's a difference between you can look at Dirk and be like, oh, that guy averaged twenty four points a game. First yeah. of all, it's different than today's NBA. But right. the the time when he was getting those buckets, the Mavericks needed those. Like they were going on certain runs. Jaron Jackson Jr. in this game. Uh, now that we're crapping all over Jaron Jackson Jr., <laughs> 30 points, it was a minus 25 in the minutes that he played. So yeah. you know, they're not coming in minutes that necessarily mattered as much as some others. They didn't come as much, you know, as minutes that, that matter as much as Derek Jones Jr. did. That one, yeah. that one, his points only came in a minute. So coming up, let's talk about his breakout game. Were you nervous in the fourth quarter? Did the Mavericks, did they figure something out in order to close some of these games out? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with all kinds of props and odds inside and outside of sports. I hope you put some money down on those Texas Rangers. Got you a win in that one. You can go check on game, what is it, game four? Rangers, Mm -hmm. one and a half point favorite. The over-under is nine. I figured out what the over-under is. It just looked weird because they were on the same line and I didn't know how to read it. Uh, so you can go check that out and see what you can get on the Texas Rangers. If you are a first-time customer, you get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. So put your money on the money line for the Rangers to win game four. That's $150 if your team wins. If the Rangers win, you win. Put some money down on uh, the Stars. Stars got to win too. Mavs got to win. It's 3-0 and for Dallas sports teams. FC Dallas. Very rare. Much. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on, on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on and kick off the NFL season today. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go! Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate you. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Maps rumors and more. Watch film with me. I'm gonna go back and watch the fourth quarter again and uh, break down some stuff, point out some things that I noticed. Uh, point out when I got really frustrated in the Mavericks. Point out Josh Green, huge bucket that he got late in this game. Uh, you can subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number in the description or on the screen below. All right, slightly. Mavericks almost gave up this game. 
It was a, yeah. it was a it, technically a clutch game. There's some people coming yeah. at me in on Twitter and in the YouTube comments saying it was only a clutch game for like five seconds. Okay, it still was. Technically, I'm it right. Technic- game. Technically, you were right. But it, it, to me, a clutch game, it came down to the Mavericks almost gave this one away. Was, there are two buckets yeah. away from giving this one away. Five minutes and 14 seconds left. The Mavericks were only up by four. Jason Kidd took a sec- his second timeout in one minute. What did you see in that segment? And did, were you nervous the Mavs were going to give this one away? Very nervous. PTSD from a year ago. Yeah. Nervous the whole game. Like, I, I'm just, I don't, it might take like a month or two of them consistently winning games before I'm like back to just be like, <laughs> oh, okay, Mavericks are winning this one tonight. Like, I, just, I never felt comfortable this whole game. <laughs> But yeah, the, they were just, it was really frustrating too, because it was like, it felt like they thought they had a 50 point lead or something and they were throwing full court heaves and it was like, they were trying to milk the clock and taking terrible three after terrible three. And they were just falling right into the Grizzlies hands, a very bad half court offense, especially without John Morant, a offense that was very much struggling to get anything going and terrible turnovers that led to baskets. Mavericks transition defense still looks terrible. Uh, you know, horrible misses, you know, those, those terrible long threes, a lot of times those are uh, uh, like turnovers in that, you know, they can get long rebounds. Yep. Yeah. And the defense has a, the, the defense offense. You can leak out in transition. And the Grizzlies got a bunch of easy buckets in a row. And yeah, for sure. I thought they were about to lose a game. Are you kidding me? Like I watched all 82 <laughs> games last year. Like I for sure thought they were about to blow. Oh, I, went, I took the drop out, but I should have kept the Michael Finley. Did you see us play last year? <laughs> I should have kept that one on the soundboard. I thought yeah, they were going to, I thought they were going to give it up. And when kid took those two timeout, like, Okay, going back to the third quarter, there was a moment in the third quarter where I, I was so frustrated. It was early in the third quarter, the Mavericks gave up that BS, like, out-hustled play where there was two offensive rebounds. The ball kind of went out of bounds, and then oh, yeah. Grizzlies saved it. They got the, an, another offensive rebound off another miss, and then Tillman got an and-one off of it. And I was That's just like, dumb. what is happening? Like, this is where the coach would, like, call a timeout, get everybody together, fire everybody up. And that's not really Jason Kidd's style. He's never going to be that way. That's never going to be the coach that he's going to be. He's never going to be the yell and scream at you coach anymore because I think he really wants to not get that label back that he got when he was in Milwaukee when he made up all of them run on Christmas. Like, I don't think he wants to do that again. If you read the Giannis book from Mirren Fader, you'll know what that story is. Then a couple minutes later, the Maverick, like Jason Kidd finally called a timeout after another set of like just bad effort plays. And it felt like the effort wasn't there. It felt like they got their lead and they thought, all right, we're just going to coast the rest of this game because they don't have anybody. Then fast, you know, guys hit some threes. You got to cut. You got the, the flagrant one on Jaron Jackson Jr. Against Grant Williams. And then into the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Okay. They build the lead a little more. And then it just all came out from under them so fast. Like it does for the Mavericks. It, they, their defense just falls out. It doesn't seem like they have it going and they, they've got to keep scoring. Like you just can't stop scoring. If you're this team, because your defense is not good enough to keep up. And they, it felt like they stopped scoring. And guess who came up big? Josh Green. Big bucket. Yazzie. Four minutes and 52 seconds. He hits a big bucket. Drive and finish over Jaron Jackson Jr. That's the kind of Josh Green I see when I get texts on the subtext and I get tweets and I get comments saying, I don't see what you see in Josh Green. He's overrated. He blah, blah, blah. Stuff like that. Like that play right there when the Mavericks needed somebody. Kyrie's not in there. Jaden Hardy got benched because he was, he was throwing up everything. And <laughs> Luca was frustrated with him. Then... Oof. Josh Green gets that gets that bucket, and you're like, okay, that's something that he can do and he can add to this team. Yeah, no, Josh Green is a big player on this team for sure. And he had – yeah, that basket was really nice. That play where he just ripped the ball from uh, Zaire yes. Williams under the basket. I mean, that those are the plays that, like you said, Josh Green makes him like, yeah, that's exactly the guy we need Josh Green to be. 
And, you know, he had a couple big threes in this game as well. So he's going to get his opportunities on this team. You know, naturally, I'm sure we're about to talk about Derek Jones Jr. When mm. you're just on the floor next to Luka, you know, defenses have to pick and choose who's going to be the guy that we're helping off of to help on to Luka. And hopefully, as Kyrie Irving gets going, off to help on to Kyrie. And if it's Josh Green, he's been pretty good so far at answering uh, the bell when his number's called. So big, big bucket. That was a big basket right there. We desperately needed that. He got the start finally with Kyrie out, but he closed the third game in a row. Like Jason Kidd knows. Like he know he yeah. knows that he's part of this and knows that he needs him and knows that he's gonna go to him. I mean, Derek- that's why I, I don't care at all about starting lineups. <laughs> I just cannot for the life of me muster up the energy to care about them. People like you I mean, you would think you would think that a, a nuclear holocaust was transpiring the way people <laughs> react like in my chat at times about the starting five. And it's just like, it, but we'll see who's closing the game. That's what matters more than anything. And Josh Green has closed every game so far. So, yeah. And here we are. Like, remember him. the playoffs two years ago? Dwight Powell was getting like four minutes a game. And he was the starter. <laughs> just started as the spot. Yes. Jason Kidd has done that his whole career, basically. He did that with Thon Maker. I mean, yeah, he'd like, start Thon Maker, and then Greg Monroe would close the game in Milwaukee. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> done with the starting lineup. I really am. I always have been. Uh, the guy that is starting, though, started all three games so far. Derek Jones Jr. finally gets the offense going. And it's not like we expected Derek Jones Jr. to be a 20-point-per-game scorer, expected this. But maybe now his average has averaged out over over three games, right? Like, if you yeah. take this 22 and average over three games, finally. But he scores 22 points. He gets four rebounds, four of six from the from the three-point line. Derek Jones Jr., it's, it's his breakout game. The Mavericks finally got some offense out of him. And they're going to need one of these guys to step up every night. And for Derek Jones Jr. to... Maybe be that guy that can do it, you know, any given night. The Mavericks desperately need that. And it's it was great that it came in his three-point shooting, too. It looks he looks more much more confident in it. He's taking them. He took one like after a, the whistle and made it. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling good about that shot. Like it looks better, yeah. it looks a little quicker. And if that becomes a reliable three-point shot, then you don't care about the starting lineup. Maybe he doesn't start going forward because I'm not sure they're getting enough out of him there, but You'd be a viable player, and the Mavericks need a bigger wing like that because they're playing too many guards. No, yeah, I, I thought I always I thought Derek Jones Jr. would be a pretty key piece of this rotation. I definitely didn't think he was going to be a starter, but you know, like I said, I don't really care that much about that. The minutes matter more to me than anything else. But yeah, I, tonight, I definitely didn't think he would be playing in a position that I don't care about that I don't think matters. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, so there is a like I just didn't think we'd be seeing him this much. But uh, no, it was nice to see him get going tonight. It was funny because. Yeah. In uh, Bally Sports, is, you know, they were really struggling. God bless them. <laughs> I was I had to watch a certain stream, and the Grizz, it was the Grizzlies broadcast. And, m- man, every Derrick Jones Jr. three was like a shotgun blast directly <laughs> to their chest. They were like, man, Derrick Jones Jr. didn't have a three before tonight. Every time he hit a three. <laughs> Brevin Knight was – Brevin Knight hates this team. He was the – he was the other, like the color commentator, and he, yeah. every every Jaden Hardy, that guy never passes. That man's never <laughs> oh, passed yeah. in, never passed in his life. <laughs> Derek Jones Jr., this man can't hit a bucket if it's like, oh my gosh, he was just going yeah. off. I was thinking, like, now moment. you know how we felt last year when David Roddy was just going nuclear against the Mavericks, and we're like, what is this guy going I tweeted that in the middle of the game. This is the revenge game for the Derek, for the <laughs> David Roddy, like, random go-off game. I think he had, like, 17. It's not even as much as Derek Jones Jr. had. But, yeah, great for Derek Jones Jr. A couple finishes, too. Like, a co- he got to the free-throw yeah. line a couple times. You know, some, no, some- he does he has one. He has. There's a play I really like that he did. I don't remember which game it was, but catching a pass on the wing from Luca and just attacking immediately, like yeah. a, a defender's off balance a tiny bit, and he's so athletic that just a step is all he needs to get up and finish around the rim. So uh, you know, 
he played really well tonight. It was good to see. Yeah, he gets to the rim and that extended arm. He could just, he could finish over yeah. some guys. We still haven't seen like any kind of real pick and roll lob type stuff with him that we kind of expected. But we'll see if they end up playing him at the five at any point yeah, during the season. We still that. haven't really said we still haven't really seen that yet. Um, let's give I want to give credit to Maxi Kleba. I thought he had a good second half in this one. I think in the first half, I got it right here. In the first half, he was a minus eleven. Like, yeah, it was him, and it was. Uh, Hardy, that were the minus like double digits, meaning that they just got destroyed it in some time on the court. Second half, Maxi was a plus eighteen in that one. The Mavericks destroyed in his in his minutes after that, uh, and a lot of that was in was in the uh, was in the fourth quarter. He played eight minutes and it was a plus twelve in that one. So Maxi, I thought he had a, a good like it felt like he was back to defending the way that we expect Maxi to defend. Yeah, he had some good moments in space. The second half, first half, I thought it was a disaster, but it's really weird. It's that for the. Third quarter, they went to that four guard plus yeah. Maxi lineup that it's just you look at it on the floor and it's shocking. And Luca wasn't even out there in the third quarter with them. It was like Seth. I don't remember who it was exactly, but it, it, it's it was so when Exum got hit in the face. Yeah, that, it was it was a, a little bit after that, I think. But um, that that lineup, I went back and I looked, it had like a plus nine or something against the Spurs too. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like it'll work. But I don't know what it is. Something about it just does. Maybe the, they just take the, the opponents by so much surprise. Like, wait, we we were never game planning for this. How do we guard Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway, Exum, Josh Grade, and Maxi, or whoever whoever <laughs> yeah. was out there? It's like that feels like a Carlisle special with the three the three guards in there like that. Yeah, JJ Brayer running small forward. Coming up, I gotta give credit to Tim Hardaway Jr. because he's now he's now had three solid scoring games, maybe not efficient games, but he kept the Mavericks in the game, and he continues to do it. So we'll give him credit. We'll talk more about this team. What happened with Derek Lively and his fouls? So we'll talk about stuff like that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the app that has you covered for last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, all that kind of stuff that you can get right now. Oh man, is this? They got this. They got this right now. They have uh, Game Six if necessary for the for the Diamondbacks Rangers. You can get those right now. Those tickets. Oh, man, you can see the view right from your seat. I'm looking at it right now. You can get some tickets right here. There's flash deals, a couple of cheap flash deal ones, cheap for a World Series game. So you can check all that out at GameTime. Go to GameTime.co or download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA. You get $20 off your first purchase, which could help you buy a World Series ticket if you're that close to it. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download the GameTime app. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, Slightly, let's get into this game a little more. Give out some more credit where credit is due. All right. I've been giving Tim Hardaway a, a hard time. And even during this game at times, I wanted to give him a hard time just saying, what yeah. are you What are you doing with some of the plays? But the Mavs, their ceiling changes when he's, when he's shooting well. And their ceiling is different when he plays. Now, he may give it back on the defensive end, you know, several times a game. But 21 points, got five rebounds. He was 8 of 14 from the field. The Mavericks needed every one of those points. Yeah. No, I, I just pulled up the stat because I, I looked up a couple days ago. So another game where Tim Hardaway hits three threes. Last year, they were 22 and 15 mm-hmm. in games where he hit three threes and 16 and 29 in games where he didn't. Woof. So, Woof. like, it, it's, 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 the shots aren't always the best. The things that always annoy me <laughs> are, it's like, okay, Tim, we could have got that shot with three seconds left on the shot clock. You know, that's the- a shot we can get at any moment. It's the pull-up ones. Like I, like, I was sitting – I usually sit, like, next to some some scouts at, at Mavs games, 
And there was one one time that like every time Tim would hit, would throw up a pull up shot, like a pull up three, I would go. Ugh. And this guy like looked over at me and was like cracking up because every he knew like every single time it was a Tim Hardaway Jr. pull up three, I was gonna be frustrated with it. It's the, he can anything on the move, the catch stuff on the move, uh, any kind of that. Like I'm I'm totally fine with it. It's just a, such a weird shot selection. Him in transition always makes me nervous. Like any, anytime uh-huh. he comes out in transition, but. They need that confidence. You, you get the good and the bad sometimes with that confidence. And if Kyrie's going to be out, you're, you need and and Hardy's not going to be playable according to to kid. Like you've got to play him, and he's got to be able to put up points. No, yeah, like you like you said, they needed him tonight without Kyrie. Like because Hardy's in the doghouse. I mean, he just is, and he was not very good tonight, to be fair. But uh, if, if that's the case, and Seth Curry's not really looking to score much when he's on the floor, it seems like yeah, Tim, you're going to have to be that guy and it's going to be terrifying and there's going to be possessions where you're like whoa what are we <laughs> there was a possession i think in the fourth quarter i don't remember when but he's isolating and you're just oh like gosh. oh god i can see it in my head it was the end of the third quarter it was the, it was the last possession yeah, of the, the third quarter one. he's running the pick and roll with maxi i'm like whoa i don't know it's if not I've not even this. a pick and roll he just he just was like like stand next to my defender then go over there <laughs> and i'm just gonna stand here there's no action that i'm doing that is a pick and roll at all yeah, and he fell. Oh he dribbled gosh. it out of bounds, but it, it was just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was like, all right. I expected that from that play. That's cool, but uh, no, he he um, was big. I mean, I I've said this all off season. Like volume shooting, it's a yeah, it's a skill that people don't really value. That's important for teams. Seth Curry took his first three in this game of the season. Yeah, his first one. Like the difference between him and 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 Tim, like. Seth is going to be efficient in his in his threes, but he's he's very selective on his threes too. Tim is not selective at all in the slightest. Yeah. Like you wish you would be a little more selective, right? Like you wish yeah. you'd take some time and pick pick the right shots out of a bag, but instead he's he's taking all of them. But the Mavs need that as the threat in there. They just also have to be ready to get back on transition. Yeah, uh, transition too. Another thing I want to bring up: we've been tracking this number. Mavericks seventeen percent of their possessions in in transition, which is is up for them. Last game, it was nine. Game before that, it was 16. So the Mavericks did push it, and you felt it. You felt that there was a little more push, and you felt like they were trying to kick ahead and trying to get to guys uh, in transition. Yeah, I mean, one of uh, Derek Jones' basket was a really nice, mm-hmm. pretty much baseball pass from Luka up court and really good catch and finish by Derek Jones Jr. The, <laughs> with additions like Derek Jones Jr. and, you know, Josh Green's a great guy in transition, there's no excuse that Luka can't be no. throwing these dimes. He should have a 12-minute compilation by the end of the season. Yeah, who who's it? Panda Hank or Mavs blog? When when are you when are you highlight yeah. Clippers? Like Mavs highlights like can we, can we get on that? Can we get on the Luka kick ahead passes? Maybe Istok. Yeah. Istok spend like a weekend like in, in a in a film dungeon and just pull out all those <laughs> all those clips on there. Uh, yes, please. I have I have done that before. It is not as fun. Uh Hardy's one assist came in transition too, which was one of the funniest moments of the game where he's he's out in in transition wide oh, open yeah. and he and all of a sudden the camera pans open and they're like, why is Hardy not like going straight for the basket? And Tim's standing there under the rim. Hardy does Literally the calling for it. <laughs> Hardy does the right thing as the young guy on the team and gives it up yeah. to Tim. Tim that doesn't even funny. dunk it. He just like lays it up. <laughs> that was funny. That was a home game. I think I would have booed him. Like, I think, yeah. I was like no, dunk the ball. It's like he was standing in the paint, too. So Tim was like, if you don't pass me this, this ball, we're getting a three seconds. Can we talk about the other funniest play in the game? Which one is two that? And this a half, is a weird game. It, was, it is a weird Every game against the Grizzlies, I feel, the Mavs play. It's yeah. weird. Two and a half minutes left in the game. 
Luca drives on Zaire Williams and <laughs> he gets a shot on him. Zaire Williams falls back a little bit. And while Luca is hustling back on deep, like backpedaling on defense, he's doing the, the flop motion to the ref. He's yeah. like, he's like pointing at Zaire Williams and doing the flop motion. And calling for yeah, I thought he was doing, I thought he was doing the technical sign. Yeah. Well, the, the, the flop is the, like the yeah. tech, like you get a, a tech for a flop now. And so he was like, he's doing the flop and yeah. And then he, then he did the team. I was saying if I was a ref and someone did that to me, I'd say, oh, okay, timeout. They wanted a timeout. I would just give him the timeout. We thought I thought it. Was, I thought it was a timeout. Oh, I, thought, I didn't know what you were doing. Just Did to you? Say, don't do that. Okay, so we got to talk about Lively too. Lively had five fouls in this game. Only played thirteen minutes. Kid put him back in the game, but he had six boards. He had uh, you know that one dunk. He got some ticky nice tack fouls here and there, but these games are going to happen. Like when we talk mm. about, he's a young center. He's inexperienced. He needs to go through some of this stuff. He's going to have mistakes. Like the, when kids line all all preseason training camp. He's going to have mistakes. It's going to happen. He's a young, yeah. he's a young center. These are the games where he's got to learn from it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And these, and these are the growing pains that he's going to have to have too. Like these games are yeah. a necessity in young players careers for, it sucks for a team that's trying to win, but for a young player in his development, he's going to have to have games like this. And th- there were some ticky tack fouls, but there are also some fouls, especially after he was sure. already in foul trouble yeah. that you just can't, you just have to know instinctively. I'll give up a basket here, but I just can't take a foul. Oh, the, you know, the, well, I think it was his fourth one, the, the, yeah, the, the arm, arm bar one on on Desmond Bain in the air. Like, ooh, yeah, that, that one's just bad. And then I that's think his his, just... his fifth one he needed to because he was saving a bucket. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, it's gonna happen. It is what it is. I still thought he was pretty good in his minutes. Uh, and this is why Dwight Powell, everyone wants to laugh at him and make fun of him. <laughs> He's gonna be an important player for the Mavericks this season, and he was really good yet again in his minutes. Four blocks. I got blocked Jaron Jackson, the uh, reigning defensive player of the year. He blocked him twice. I got rid of one team employee and I brought in a sleeper cell. <laughs> I brought in another one to give me the Dwight Powell propaganda. On the I've, hey, I've always been a defender of his. You want to know why though? He hustles, he tries, and he doesn't complain. Because we've had some sinners in this building that have worn numbers that rhyme with Ferdy Sive. <laughs> and they played on the Mavericks last year. But God bless them, that didn't do that. And I hated it. And Dwight Powell... For all of his flaws, he's out there. And he knows his role, and he's gonna he's gonna hit a quarter three. He didn't in this one, but yeah, he finished <laughs> he finished the game with no points. But he was a plus ten, five five boards, two offensive boards, and but he got credit for four blocks in this four game. Blocks, <laughs> four yeah. blocks. That's how. Okay, I got. And how, I want to say that two of those blocks on Jared Jackson Jr. were like humiliating blocks too. Yes, like Jared Jackson. No, maybe that's why you didn't feel like he was that impressive in this game. Yeah, he got blocked twice by Dwight Powell. You get blocked twice by Dwight Powell. I don't care how many points you scored. Four has got to be. He's had four like twice in his career. I mean, that was that. I still can't go over that corner three a couple like against the Nets because that was a <laughs> that was an out of timeout drawn up play. It had to be right. Four Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the intended just... the intended result of this possession. He's writing on the clipboard. Yes. <laughs> Dwight will end up with a corner three in this one. You've all seen him in practice. We've all seen him hit all these threes in practice for years. Guys, it since 2016, he's been hitting threes in practice. They look good. I got to give him that. He made it. He made it, yeah. and, he, and he made it look good. Uh, we haven't talked about Grant Williams. Another just so- well, We talked about him in the sense that he takes techs away from Luca, probably. But yeah. another solid game, four threes, three super early in this game, like within the first minute and a half or so. Uh, he's just... They, he's solid on this team. Like He's everything I, that we thought he would be. I love Grant Williams, man. He's been very good for the Mavericks so far. Very good. He'll, and he's he'll be a f- fan favorite, I mean, immediately. Yeah. Like, 
He's going to show up big in some big games for the Mavericks this year and throughout hopefully the remainder of his career here. So, oh, absolutely. He'll get he'll get those like remember when Reggie or Maxi would get like seven threes or six threes in a game. Yeah. Ma- Maxi hit the seven threes in the playoffs against like that will be Grant. Yeah, he's going to have some huge moments and you know him. He's going to get hype and the crowd's going to go crazy. He's going to be like the Dorian Finney-Smith, really, of this team. Oh, not Who knows? Ready. Maybe Dorian not, Finney-Smith. Not ready to move on. He might be walking back in those through those doors soon. I'll take him back. I'll take him back. What's the <laughs> What's the Olivia Rodrigo song? Like, I got to get him back. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. There, I, I like that album, but I don't know the songs individually. I've been <laughs> gotta get Dorian. Swift, gotta get, uh, gotta 1989 get. vault version. <laughs> You're on T Swift side of that feud. Is there a feud? I guess there's a feud. I don't know. Oh, is it fandom feuds? I don't know. I saw a video the other day that Olivia Rodrigo refused to sing one of Taylor's songs that her friend oh. was doing a cover of, and I was like, ooh, spicy. I'm not taking any sides. Both those fan bases scare me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like going up against like BTS fans. It's like, what, yeah, are they, what, what choice are you making in life? I agree with whatever side you are on. <laughs> Let us know in the comments section uh, what stood out to you in this game tomorrow. On tomorrow's show, Mark Followell, the voice of the Mavs. I may have only been able to hear him for half of this Mavericks game, but you'll be able to hear him for an entire Locked On Mavs tomorrow. So check into the show then. Yesterday, Reggie Adetula joined to talk about the Mavericks and ask some big questions that still kind of loom after this game for sure. So check up with that on the show. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.